0: We're now listening to The Caleb One Show, where we talk about everything that they should have taught you in school regarding your health, your finances, and your social life. I'm your host, Caleb, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to The Caleb One Show. I'm your host, Caleb One, and this is the podcast where we talk about what school should have taught us. Um, And today's topic, um, today's topic is something I really want to dive deeper into. A lot of people talk about it, and it's something that a lot of internet gurus, a lot of parents, and a lot of adults in all walks of life have in common, and rightfully so. And that topic is building your foundation. What is your foundation? What is the necessary startup effort and work that's needed for you to succeed or pull off anything of magnitude? And in this episode, I really want to clear the air on this subject because there's a lot of people that do touch on this element of life, but they you know, they never dive deep into it, or if they do, some points are being left out, some points are being ignored, and just straight up never being acknowledged, and I really want to be that person for you guys, just give you guys the information that, you know, what are some things that I just wish people knew, because we all got to do these steps, that we all got to do these foundational elements, I should say, that, you know, in order to do anything of magnitude, of any size, and most people don't really do it, and, you know, some people do it and they unconsciously just know what they're doing and stuff. But I want to give you guys more of a conscious outlook on this because this is something that I believe that if you knew what was going on, it would be so much easier because we spend so much of our time doing so many different things that are ultimately just a complete waste of time. That's complete bullshit. Um, And I just want to be that person that give you guys the guidance of what's going on. Um, But before we get into it, the podcast algorithm has been doing me and my channel a solid and getting more of my content out to other people. Um, so inevitably, we're getting more and different types of listeners for the show, and I can't be any happier for that. Um, and if you guys just so happen to be some of the new listeners finding this channel, uh, guys, do me a favor. And after this episode, if you have an iOS device, go to the Apple podcast, subscribe. Um, I post... Uh, episodes every Monday and every Thursday. Guys, leave an honest review, and then you can go back to whatever platform you're listening to on, whether that's Spotify, because a lot of you guys do listen to uh, my podcast on Spotify, which, again, I am i can't be any more grateful for that. Um, but, again, leaving a review and leaving a rating on the show always helps the algorithm get this content out to more uh, people, as well There's so many things I want to talk about. Again, if there's topics that you'd like me to go after or things that you want me to sort of clear up, I always have a survey uh, in my podcast show notes for every episode that I post that you guys can go and fill out. It's your way of you guys communicating with me. Uh, Again, like I said, I post new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Again, if you're listening to this in real time, I may be lying. Um, um, So I may be late on it, but I can guarantee that Mondays and Thursdays are my go-to schedule. Um, With that being said... Let's get into this episode. Um, a lot of people talk about the aspirations and the dreams that they have, or the things, or the things that you know they would like to accomplish and pull off. But unfortunately, there are people who have this dream, and that it's you know, and that's really all it is, you know, an emotion that can't be capitalized on because of a lack of intuition or a lack of uh, initiative, I should say, to put in the necessary labor and decision making to consistently put up something, to make something happen. Um, And I'm going to pull my inner sort of Gary Vaynerchuk when I say this, but you need to put in the work. You know, people all want shortcuts in life because, you know, we've been brainwashed to think that way. And whether it's because of parental pressure of you trying to do something with your parents always breathing down your neck or figure online, you know, sort of manipulating the way you want to think or just, you know, people that just don't realize Um, that in order to reap the rewards of any task, there needs to be work. There needs to be upfront sort of labor, sort of, you know, Mark Cuban calls it sweat equity, that you need to put into your own foundation, to to your own work. If anything, people need to work to create something of strength so it can become something of a foundation that you can rely on, that you can count on when given a situation. Now, with that being said, I don't want to just leave you guys high and dry. I want to give you guys a list of eight must-do tasks that are needed to build your foundation. Now, some things may not fit, but I can guarantee that you can take away an element or two of what I've spoken on and apply it to your own practical way. Um, And as I always say... You know, take the best and leave the rest. You know, there are some things that you guys are going to be 100% agreeing upon on my stuff. You know, there are, you know, there are guys like Gary Vaynerchuk who, like I said, I don't I don't always agree with what he says. But I do agree on the point that you do need to put in the work, that you do need to put in that element. That's stuff that I do agree on. It's, again, a give or take system. There are things that you're going to agree upon. There are going to be things that you're going to take to heart and you're going to double down on. Um, another disclaimer I do want to say is this is not a priority list. Right? These tasks are all important and they rely on one another. And again, this doesn't mean that number one is better than number five. Right? They're all important to each other and this is all part of your foundational level. Um, because all it takes really is for one of these tasks to be ignored and just completely thrown out the window and you can, really can't build. Right. If anything, what's worse is that what you're gonna be building up to ends up crashing down because all it took was one thing that didn't work, and it just came crumbling down. Um, so let's get into this. Number one, knowing how you learn best. Um, I'm gonna leave a in the show notes a, a link to all the sources that you guys can help uh, help yourselves at when it comes to finding. Yourself because really, foundation, if anything, is about understanding yourself and how you operate best. Um, there's a good source called educationplanner.org, um, and in that, you know, on that website, they, they sort of uh, teach you what's the best way for you to learn? And there's really, you know, spoiler alert, there are mainly four main ways to learn. There's your auditory, which is, you know, listening through audiobooks or listening through podcasts like these. Then there's tactile and kinesthetic, which is people who like to have hands-on experience, that's what she said, um, going through something. And then there are visuals, who people who like to see things that are happening. That's what YouTube's great for, a visual sort of outlook. And then there's a fourth one where it's reading and writing, which you know, some people say it goes under kinesthetic and tactile, but I like to separate that out because some people do like writing in their journals, or some people do like reading through massive amounts of books, um, and that's you know that's how you learn. That's the most important thing is how do you learn best? Another good resource is sixteen personality. Um, again, Myers Briggs. Um, I honestly believe you know some things may be discredited with Myers Briggs, but something that I do like and I, that I find that is extremely accurate is. What sort of learner are you? Like, what's your learning style? For me, I'm an ESTJ, which for some of you guys who go through, it's the manager or executive role. Um, and some of my other friends are ENTP. And a lot of their content or sort of their thinking revolves around, you know, sometimes being isolated, sometimes being a little more extroverted. Number two, know your strengths. Um, There's a really good book. I've completely vouched it. I support it, and it is Peter F. Drucker's Managing Oneself. And in his book, it's literally like an $8, $10 book you can get off Amazon. Um, It's like a 200-page pamphlet. Um, But it's a really solid book. And one of the things that Peter Drucker talks about in that book is you have to build off strength. And again, this is sort of a relay off of uh, learning how you learn best or just figuring out what's the best style for you to learn. For me, I like learning through audio, and I love and I love learning through visuals, right? I think that's what I love about YouTube, and that's what I love about podcasts. Is that sometimes I can just sit down and just listen to someone. I don't even have to be visually stimulated. I can just sit down and just take in the information that is being said, and sort of just apply that to my own life. Um, and again, that's just for me experimenting what's going on, which we'll get into in a sec. But you have to understand that you can really only grow off of your strength. If you're really really good on camera or if you love being in the spotlight you know maybe you have a knack for being an actor or being in front of a camera in general that's something of your strength but if you're more of a reserved person because I know a lot of introverts and you know a lot of the time they just like being in a room by themselves or they like sitting in front of a computer all day again that's sort of that's understanding yourself and that's understanding where your strengths lie. Number three know your audience. Knowing your audience is more like knowing your customers or knowing who you want to talk to or knowing who you want to be attached to. Um, and the best way to identify who you want to target, who you want to go after, I I say you have to stereotype. Now, again, stereotyping is a lockdown you know, sort of activity in our modern world. But in business, it is excellent when it comes to getting the attention of a a particular niche, of a particular audience. Again, some of the stereotypes that I go for are race, their age, their location, interests that they have, pain points that they're facing. Those are elements that you need to understand, that you need to capture. It's almost like a Venn diagram where you're trying to figure out, okay, they need to have this, they need to have this, they need to have this. And another good tip to finding your audience are the three non-negotiables. Again, shout out to my boy Trip Kramer from the Trip Advice YouTube channel and the How to Talk to Girls podcast. He teaches guys how to get good at flirting with women and how to maintain a good relationship. Um, One of the things that he talks about is the three non-negotiables. And he says there are three things that they need to have. You know, three things. Not two, not one, not five, not four. Three. And the reason why he says three is because two you know, you're limiting your, you're having, you're casting a broad net, but the problem is they're always going to have something that is going to tear you down or going to put you in a bad mood. And you don't want to have, you know, five non-negotiables because then that really isolates the the pot of women, or customers in this case, or audience, that you can go after. So in which case you're always going to be needy, and, you know, we all know that needy is a very unattractive trait. So that's why he always says three non-negotiables that you guys can go after. Number four know your craft. I'm going to do an episode on this, but you have to become what I call unstumpable. You have to be called unstumpable. And what does unstumpable mean? It means you're so knowledgeable in your craft, not because you've read a lot of books, not because you've been around other people, but because you have actually done it for yourself. You have so much in-person experience doing something that you know all the ins and outs to what a particular craft is and you know how to capitalize that to your own advantage that's what it means to know your craft that's what it means to be unstumpable um and in order to become unstumpable you got to put in that meaningful practice there are you know arnold Schwarzenegger said said it best when he says it's reps and sets you need to constantly put in the repetitions that are needed for you to actually pull off anything and to actually have to practice. Um, Tim Grover, you know, Michael Jordan's trainer, or Kobe Bryant's trainer, Dwayne Wade, he says he doesn't believe in luck. He rather believes in that there's preparation and then there's opportunity. Right? Luck in your traditional sense, according to him, he says it's whenever preparation meets opportunity. So, again, if you want to prepare for the opportunity, you got to put in the practice. you got to put in the reps. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it so far. If there's something you'd like me to talk about or someone you'd like me to interview, feel free to leave the topic or guess in their survey show notes. And if you love this podcast, show your love by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review of what you think about the show. All right, let's get back into it. Number five knowing your partners um, I'm also gonna slash this together with having contracts involved because not again not everyone is gonna do everything with a partner although having a partner would be best um, I'm gonna leave three resources for you guys to go check out one is the ty slash quiz if you guys you know if you guys know my content I talk a lot about Ty Lopez's quiz about knowing dark triad um, again those are three uh, to put it really simply, there are three main vicious sort of traits in a human being that gets overlooked a lot, and that's narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. And what's terrible is that a lot of people who do crazy things that pull off something of like I said magnitude, they're usually high on one of three of these. So it's important that you get to weed out these people before you know you end up working with them, and they end up you know almost fucking you over. So that's one of the resources another one is called fit small businesses uh it's a youtube channel that teaches people how to start up a business it is the most simple of of channels um but one of the things that i do like about it is that they teach you how you can construct your own contracts and contracts are extremely important it's like i said it's a prenup it is having documented something that needs to be established that needs to be said and it's about getting that you know, straight from the jump and having that on paper. So if any shit hits the fan, you are prepared. And one of the fifth ones is value attainment. You know, I think value is one of the, you know, one of the best YouTube channels when it comes to also learning how to grow a business or, you know, how to grow a YouTube channel in general. And one of the things that he talks about is how to find the right business partners, how to find the right categories in these types of people. Um, and I, again, I, highly endorse it. I completely 100% vouch for it. Again, you guys can go check it out. It's in the show notes. Number six, experiment. Make mistakes, but on a small scale. What often happens is that most people, they mostly sort of focus on one thing and they try to go for that one thing over and over again. And something that I always believe in is that, yes, you should go after something that is sort of smaller. That should. That's not getting much uh, of attention or focusing going after uh, something that sort of is looked over. Again, it's a little bit of money ball, but this is where experimenting is important. Now, what's the difference between an experiment and a mistake? And the difference is a mistake is, a, is an experiment ran for too long. Right, there are some things where it's like, okay, yeah, this isn't working out. This is terrible. All right, look at our analytics. Look at our stats. This is like sinking us. There's no outlook to it. Um, again, the most important thing is that you don't throw huge money to this. Right, and rather look at the metrics of what is going on inside of your business, inside of your YouTube channel. Like, look, here's how many people bought our product. Right, here are some of the reviews that they've left. Right, that's important that's extremely important and it's about feedback analysis it's about finding something that other people would vouch for other people agree upon and then going off from there Um, again don't spend huge amounts of money if anything spend the time to experiment this for yourself the most important thing if anything that you're looking for is evidence that something is working and again things that good signs that something is working is does it does it have a little bit of flow is it going smoother? Um, those Again, those are quick, simple tips that people should go after, really. Number seven, finding your consistency. Um, finding your consistency is in the form of, sometimes it's as a YouTuber, it's sometimes just finding your schedule. Like for me, as a podcast host, I like posting every Monday, every Thursday. Again, that gives me enough time to come up with ideas. It gives me enough time to execute on these ideas, um, but it's also the right amount of time because I don't want to post this once a week, right? I can do better than that, but I don't want to do, you know, overkill it and say three times a week because I know that's not sustainable for me. I know two weeks, I mean, two episodes a week is the perfect amount to get out good quality content for you guys to listen to, but at the same time, having enough flow and, and flexibility of schedule on my end to focus on other things that also need my attention. Number eight. Finding your routine. So again, this sort of relays back to finding your consistency, but it's more consistency in sort of your day-to-day life. Again, consistency can also go back to your sleeping pattern. It could go back to your workout routine. But I I like to actually say building your routine sort of an, a huge overlook. It's about doing the previous seven things on a, almost like a clockwork basis. That's the sort of routine that I'm building up to. Um, And that's what really sums up the routine of it. And it's often interesting because most people fail of this because either A, they didn't do one of the eight steps that I've already previously laid out, or B, they're not patient enough to wait for other people to see what they've done. And that's what it really comes down to. That's where the algorithm comes into play, right? People forget that you can do everything perfect but you just need to be patient to wait for the algorithm to pick up on what's going on. And again, like I said, it's a shame that we're almost built in this impatient world where we almost just want constant success over and over again without actually wanting to work for it, let alone be patient for it. Um, so there you have it. That's the foundational level you know, to all of these tasks. Um, again, what's interesting is that if you do everything to the best of your abilities and what's in your control... You'll be able to make quick progress. I can guarantee you that I can promise you that right you'll look back week to week month to month and see the overall improvement not maybe not day to day because again it's hard to see that from the start but when you start out from nothing and you go week after week and you look at look at it from a month to month schedule or sort of in a retrospect. You'll see so much progress on what's going on. I can guarantee that. I know know this isn't the typical Caleb one that you guys often hear from me, but you'll always see a little bit of improvement. And as Charlie Monger says it, he always says, step by step you get ahead, but not necessarily in fast spurts, but you build discipline by taking it step by step, preparing you for the fast spurts. Again, the beauty of it all is that with slow improvement comes the confidence that you need and the morale that again give you that extra push to keep going um th- again this is a very uncommon version of caleb one of myself in all of this but it's something that i really want you guys to to hear hear me out on this um now i know you guys are, are probably you know going to be asking me and probably thinking this right now how long will it be in this foundational level like how long will i be in this level which again a very valid question that you guys have And on average, it takes about one year, right? I know I just kind of disappointed and bursted people's bubbles when I said that, but it takes about a year to learn the ropes and a year to learn where you're wanted in a certain field. You know, I say it takes about a year because that's when most people get their break, right? That's when people start flocking to you And what you have to offer, you know, from a YouTuber's perspective, it's getting a rush of subscribers and views right, right, right away or just straight out of nowhere. You know, for an entrepreneur, it's having their product that they have been building up to, you know, being constantly sold out for an athlete. It's getting drafted by a sports league right now. I know you're also going to be thinking, Caleb, what were to happen if I got my break before I've gotten any of these tasks? You know, checked off or all these chests these tasks checked off. And to everyone's credit, yes, that does happen. All right. It's it's happened on multiple occasions for other people. But I can assure you this: that feeling of fuck yeah, I made it will always be short-lived. All right? You see it all the time whenever a big Twitch gamer rates some smaller channels, and yeah, it's a nice gesture and all, but when a smaller channel gets some of these fundamental flaws, right, or just doesn't work on them or doesn't try to practice them, what ultimately happens is that people just, you know, they don't continue watching their live streams, right? Again, the best example of this, you know, I could think of off the top of my head is Triton Gaming. You know, sometimes he'll end his stream by passing his audience to a Minecraft gamer or a League of Legends player when really Trident's audience are primarily, you know, basketball fans, you know, people who like the interests of basketball. So there's obviously going to be a discrepancy in viewers. And on top of all of that, the smaller channels may not know how to engage with the viewers, or they need to work on their craft or their personality on screen. Which, like I said, makes this rush of viewership in vain. Um, another example of catching a big break before accomplishing the foundation was Mr Beast. Um, which is again, again, what I had this whole episode based upon and what really got me thinking about it, um, was his brother CJ, Mr. Bro. Um, if you guys don't know the story of Mr. Beast or Jimmy wanting to help his younger brother, I think, you know, get his YouTube channel going using the Mr. Beast brand and funding to purchase the right equipment and assemble a team, um, to make the Mr. Bro content and Mr. Bro channel grow, um... And yeah, like, it did. The Mr. Bro channel did grow in, like, 24 hours. It reached, I don't know, like, 1.3, 1.4 million subscribers. Um, Again, it's a crazy feat. But what's also crazy is that after all of that, the aftermath of all of it, is that the channel went all downhill from there. Because all of the content from Mr. Bro honestly feels like a Chinese knockoff version of Mr. Beast. And, you know, at the start, there were views, yes, but, you know, it's slowly declined with each and every video he uploads. Um, I know people are going to make the argument say, Caleb, you know, but he has, you know, a million subscribers and he gets 200k views on a video. To which I have to say, you know, that's cute and all, but what's good, you know, what good is 200k views if, you know, if people just watch the first 10 seconds and click away? or they leave nasty comments and leave dislikes that disc- that discourage the algorithm from promoting more of their content. You know, see the problem with CJ was that he didn't spend the time to work on his own foundation. You know, he was, you know, simply given a big break by his brother Jimmy who had, you know, good intention for him to succeed. I don't think Jimmy by any means wanted to, you know, hurt his own younger brother. But in a way, Jimmy did screw cj over because now cj is marketed and viewed now as an extension of mr beast than trying to be something different and, and just be cj you know, which is you know if you guys look at the two of them they have two completely different personalities for cj to try and copy what jimmy's doing you know cj will always be in his brother's shadow and can never make his own content due to fear of you know losing viewers if anything, CJ should have spent the time to, like I said, to really think through what he would like to be on YouTube, or even think if YouTube was for him, um, and really use the money that his brother gave him as fuel to something that he could have produced for himself that would have, you know, put him off on his own. Um, and you see this all the time with Zealous. Um, if you guys don't know, you know, Mr. Beast did a whole sort of, you know, help these small YouTube channels reach a million subscribers. And, you know, a YouTube channel by the guy named Zealous ended up winning it all. And, you know, even then, he's even had to admit, say, hey, this isn't who I am. A lot of my growth came from Mr. Beast. Majority of it did. But this isn't me. And again, that's him being honest with it. At the end of the day, I'm not making fun of CJ, right, for flopping. Or I'm not I'm not making fun of... Uh, His brother, Mr. Beast, for throwing him out of the plane with no skydiving experience. But rather, this is a case study for the future and for smaller channels that getting a large sum of money or mass falling from out of nowhere isn't going to solve your problem. Because all it takes is for one of these tasks that I mentioned earlier to be completely ignored and thrown under the bus or just, you know, chucked out in the closet or whatever. All it takes is for one of that to be ignored and all the attention and money that you can get just completely dissipates and disappears. Now, again, to switch gears to a more optimistic view, because I will admit, this has been a little depressing. The good news is that money and attention will explode your business, channel, and brand, right? But only if the foundational tasks have been checked off. Um, To show you guys the bright side of a shadow or a raid would be PewDiePie back in 2013. You know, PewDiePie if you guys remember, was one of the fastest growing channels back then. And he wanted to give back in the form of you know shouting out smaller channels. And again, good idea. But what's crazy is that to think that some of these channels are still around to this day. And to, again, keep you guys sort of in the loop, some of the guys that he shouted out were Jacksepticeye, Mess Yourself, Davey504. These guys are still around to this day. But only because they've checked off their own foundational steps before getting shouted out by PewDiePie. On the flip side of it all, there's also a large sum of YouTubers that did explode off of PewDiePie, but are sadly aren't here today still making content, and it just goes to show how important your foundation is and the tasks that are needed to get attention and that need completion before ever focusing on trying to make money out of it. Um, I think Damon John really put it best, the CEO of FUBU. He explained it when he said, you know, money is gasoline. It'll quickly ignite anything. But with no tinder, with no sticks, with no logs, the fire will go out just as, just as fast as it went up. Um, so on that note, I'm going to end this episode here. I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. I know it's not a lot of practical advice. I mean, some of it is, but this is a topic that's extremely broad, and I really wanted to gather everyone around it and make it as relatable as possible for each and every one of you who, again, listen to my content. Thank you. Um, I don't usually, you know, if you're finding me for the first time, I don't usually like vague or generic information or advice, which is why I really wanted to add, you know, case studies to illustrate my point in that the most important thing you can do and in yourself and in your brand is to find proof of concept. Once you find evidence that something is what people want and that's in a line to where you see something. Um, It's then money and attention will accelerate and help you grow. Um, To quickly recap all eight mandatory tasks to build your foundation. Number one, know how you learn best. Number two, know your strengths. Number three, know your audience. Number four, know your craft. Number five, know your partners and contracts. Number six, experiment, make small mistakes on a smaller scale. Number seven, find consistency. Number eight, build your routine. Hopefully you guys did enjoy this episode. If you guys did, um, again, leave a review if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Um, If you're listening to this in real time, I'm sorry I posted this late, Um, but if you're listening to this in the future, that probably doesn't even matter. Um, But thank you guys for listening so much, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.